0: Hey guys, it's Britt Dowd and welcome to the Lawn Care Leaders Podcast, where every week we bring you episodes to positively and intentionally impact not only your business, but your leadership, communication, and personal life. Yes, we talk about mowers, fertilizer, and irrigation, but we put an emphasis on growing you as a leader and growing your business skills. We do this through interviews with other small business owners, growth segments where we dive deep on a micro-business topic, and documented episodes from our own seven-figure business, Green Again Lawn. All right, lawn care leaders, turn your headphones up. It's time to get back at it. Welcome back, guys. This is a new series brought to you by the Lawn Care Leaders. We're going to track the real life weekly happenings of small business owners just like you. This will be an experience like no other as we get a chance to do life with these guys from the end of their lawn and landscape season in 2020 through the winter as they prep for a new year and into the chaos of spring rush in 2021. This is not an interview. These are calls where I check in on business owners and ask them the hard questions. We use each phone call to build on the next and make sure that we know what they are going through and how we can help. In this new series, there are a total of four business owners. The first two that you're going to hear from are owners going into their second year of full-time lawn care. The second group of business owners One is going into their fifth year, and the other is going into their 11th year of business. We are going to bring you two of these calls each week. Every Tuesday and every Wednesday, we will drop one of the conversations, and it will be in the same order each week. Our goal with this series is for you to be able to relate with someone that is in a similar business size or in a similar situation to you. Not every phone call will be overly entertaining, but that's business, isn't it? We all deal with a billion decisions and come up with a hundred solutions to hard problems on a weekly basis. So by hearing the highs, lows, and real life thoughts of owners on a weekly basis, we get a chance to go through this journey as a community. Hey, lawn care leaders, meet Dylan Stevenson. Business he owns is called Solo Cuts Landscaping, based out of Springfield, Ohio, doing 40 weekly mowing accounts and landscaping about two two days out of every week. He offers the services lawn maintenance, landscape maintenance, and design build. He is going into his second full-time year. He had one part-time team member this past year in 2020. In his first year alone, man, he hit $100,000 in revenue for his first full-time year, which is really, really impressive. He's got a wife. Her name's Jordan. He's got two kids, Easton and Annie. Their hobbies are boating at Lake Cumberland, and he has a personal goal to become a better husband, fodder, father, and leader every single day. He wants to be able to recognize where he is struggling and create steps to overcome his struggles. He would like to increase communication with his family. Hopefully you guys can find some intersections in Dylan's story. I will tell you that Dylan just has a, a very, very sweet presence about him a drive for this community as a whole, a drive to better his business and grow it and scale quickly. He does great work and super smart guy. This first week, we talked about just Issues that he has had ongoing with getting his dump insert into the back of his truck, which right now, I don't know when you're listening to it, but it was recorded kind of right at the starting gate of snow and salt season. Also talked about one of the highlights was adding a bookkeeper really early on to create systems and some of the, the hurdles that he had to overcome with that. We went over some print materials And also talked about, you know, how many brochures he needs to do to get a certain amount of mowing clients. So hopefully you guys enjoy this. Again, this is Dylan Stevenson that we're introducing, and we will be doing these biweekly drops from his conversations. So on Tuesdays, biweekly, you'll be hearing from Dylan. Hello, hello. Yo, can you hear me? I can hear you now, man. How are you?
1: I'm doing all right. How about yourself?
0: Doing good. Now a good time for you? Or are you busy?
1: No, um, I should be good here for a little bit.
0: Cool, bro. Cool. Well, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna waste uh, a moment of your time. We'll, I promise we'll get right into it. Where did you? Uh, where did you go on your two day trip again?
1: So I was up in. We went up in northern Ohio, um, northeast Ohio. Did um, so we do like waterfowl hunting and like so for the state? the ODNR does like random draw like draws mm-hmm. for like managed um, basically managed ground by the ODNR so um, we actually got drawn for one so we went up there for a couple of days and it ended up being a complete botch why
0: is
1: that? Uh, because so, so the, like I said this land is managed and it's all it was, this was all wetland so it's marsh so the ODNR controls the water levels you know, to manage how deep it is. So, you know, the week before, we said, hey, you know, just wanted to make sure we don't need anything. We don't need to bring our bow. Um, And he said, nope, everything's weightable. Um, You shouldn't hit anything. You should not hit any part that's deeper than five foot. Mm. He said, not saying you won't catch like a sinkhole, but you should not hit anything more than five foot because they, like I said, they control the water levels. Well, that was absolutely not the case at all. And we drove all the way up there, walked three oh, quarters of a mile with all the gear and everything, and they, it, we could not wade anything of it. And you can't hunt off the dikes that, you know, that they build up. You literally have to hunt in your marsh. Well, like, literally wasn't able to do anything. So we walked mm-hmm. that three quarters of a mile with all the gear for absolutely nothing to walk three quarters of a mile back to the truck and back three hours south.
0: Bro, that sucks. Yeah. That like, sucks. like, that's sweet. That's no but, bueno. Hey, can you hear me okay? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Can you hear so, me all right? Yeah, we're just we're uh, Tiago and I are driving back from K State, and so mm-hmm. I'm trying something new here on the mixing board. And I'm trying to remove some of the background noise. Okay. Do I still sound okay? And can you hear background noise, or what is that?
1: No, I can't hear anything. Um, my earbud. My say. Microphone. Say what? It's always kind of quiet, so. Okay. Okay.
0: Um, well, let's get, let's get good. right into it. Cause I want to be able to maximize our time here and then okay, yep. um, we'll, I'll go through these questions. Um, again, we're not always going to do these same questions, but this will kind of give mm-hmm. us a, uh, good foundation or launching pad into the next chats. And then yep. on that word doc, we'll highlight certain things that matter most to you. And okay. we'll, we'll kind of use those to start, uh, like we'll hover around those in the next chat and Go from there. That that way, each each one builds on the next. Um, mm-hmm. Okay, so let's see here. What's been your uh, your biggest stressor or pain point this week, or the past two weeks rather? Um,
1: this week, the biggest thing has been actually what we have going on with the truck. Um, we have the dump insert going on. It's kind of been a couple months process to get to where it's getting installed. So last week. Um, it was supposed to be installed. They had a mix-up. What they thought was my dump insert and whole setup was actually not mine. So, uh, like, I dropped my truck off and everything, got a call mid-afternoon. Um, and they were like, hey, we, what we thought was yours wasn't yours. So, we're going to get in contact with the buyers, the whole deal. Um, so, anyways, it's at the, the dealer today. And I get another phone call today. Um, that they they have the dump insert but they do not have the cab detector, which then I can't install the tarp mechanism and um, these slotted, like these old. You can put, basically, you can put wood panels on the dump inserts. Um, so, like, those didn't come in as well. After I had already confirmed two times leading up to this um, that everything was in and so that's just that's my biggest headache because we have a not only can we use that for you know fall time your fall cleanup because um, it's supposed to be done like the first couple days in November um, we have a lot of winter work writing on this setup yeah where we can't be delegated our sites until we are at full go for what we are going to be managing mmm so is right this, now I'm kind does of this just,
0: vendor know that like, they, like, Hey, you're the bottleneck. Are they going to give you a deal or anything? Like, what are they?
1: So they're talking about shaving some price off. Um, but when the original so they said they're originally going to be saving like $600 off mm-hmm. and ah, I don't want to be the guy that says, I don't feel like that is a justifiable thing because this has not been a smooth process at all. Yeah. And it's like, so far it's been two days that I have not had my truck to work. It's going to be possibly three because they have the other things to come in, which who knows when they're going to come in, you know, it could be another day of work. So it's, I'm trying not to be frustrated because some things from back orders. So I'm sure it has to do with COVID. Yeah. Um, but at the same point, like, how can you faultly communicate and not know that like it's either my stuff or it's not been in, not going to come in yet. Like how is there that disconnect yeah, yeah, where like you can, like I would much rather be like, Hey, we haven't even got this in yet. Like just that way. I'm not at least I can work with my truck, you know, but yeah. Yeah. Right now mm. that's, that's basically my main bottleneck.
0: <laughs> Dang. I think it's, I think it's okay that you tell them like, Hey, this is, this is where I'm coming from. I'm not being rude, but I'm a small business. I'm a solopreneur. It's just me. And it's, yep. not, it's not just a $600 problem. It's like my family's livelihood is on the line every time my truck is not in, in business.
1: Like, yeah, and, you know, because then I have to coordinate because, like, you know, that's our truck. And, and yeah. like, Jordan, so I take the kids to school. So Jordan, luckily... My parents, for one, live right across the street, and my mom and Jordan work together Yeah, to where Jordan was able to ride, you know, has been able to ride with her to work. But, yeah. like, if that wasn't the case, we'd be up creek without a paddle, yeah. and I'd really be, like, scrapping around, so. Mm.
0: Dang. Okay. And I'm just taking yeah. notes here if there's ever any awkward pauses. Um, oh, no, you're good. So, what about, uh, what's been your high point and what's been your low point the past week?
1: Um, kind of in the same boat. Like my high point was when they said everything was going to be in. So I yeah. was thinking like, okay, we're finally going to be down the steam, you know, the home stretch of this, this product and then it not be the case. Cause like mm. today I was like, yep, we're going to be ready to go. I can then communicate to, you know, the guy, we're going to be doing some sub work for bulk salt. I can, you know, get everything lined up with him. And then I get a phone call this afternoon, so um, saying that that well, not everything is in. So it was like as much as I was ready for it to, the process to be over and let's just be ready, you know, to knock out the rest of the season, not really have too much to worry about. Um, now you know we have this curveball thrown at us again. So
0: what's the what's the new ETA on when it's going to be done?
1: Well, so he was he was he asked me he was like you know about just. I think basically what he was asking is, like, if there's anything they can do now to help out, you know, with whatever. And I said, I, I, because they don't have the cab protector, so I can't put the tarp kit on. But I was like, can the dumpster still be used, you know, even without the cab protector? I was like, if you can just get that in, then that is, like, get that in so I can get my truck back. And then I asked them about, you know... When that stuff comes in, what is that timeline, you know, do I have to drop it off for a day or what? He said, no, once it's in, it'll just be, you know, we'll, because basically I think everything just kind of bolts on together at that point. Yeah. So he'd be like, nope, you just, you just bring it here, wait on it and, and head out. So, yeah. okay. okay. but with the things on back order, I think it's kind of up in the air. It's all that at that point on buyers, not my dealer that I'm dealing through.
0: Okay. So are you gonna put the dump insert in then and then and then do the the cab protector?
1: Yeah, so I'm getting the I hopefully I'm getting a phone call here soon um saying that it's done where I can pick up my truck with the dump insert in. It's just I won't have that like extra protection. But it's like, you know, like when you get that dump insert you can then pile stuff up pretty good. Yeah. And it keeps it off of like your back window and stuff. Well we're not really loading up that much and it's like, okay whether I had the cab protector on with the dump insert or not, yeah. or none of it, I'm still using the bed of the truck. So just, just yeah. get as the insert into the big one. Yeah,
0: more. as long as you're able to keep rolling. Yeah. Cool. Cool. All right. Well, that's good to know. Um, what other issues or improvements do you have that you're currently working on?
1: Um. Let's see here. Issues um, on the back end uh, with our accountant that kind of just got brought up to us. Um, So we use Yardbook for all our invoicing. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, like all of our main numbers and like whatever is all pulled off our QuickBooks. They literally just use Yardbook to send invoices, receive it, you know, and then um, uh, like keep all customer profiles and everything. So. Because not, I mean, not really many people that they deal with are using that program. They kind of have to be able to read into, like, you know, be able to read into Yardbook to pull information, and also from QuickBooks. You know, they they know ins and outs of QuickBooks. Like, that's nothing, but it's a Yardbook deal. So, because we do, you know, we're kind of in an area to where, like, our counties are, like, pretty close together, so I may, like, drive 20 minutes you know, for whatever. And I'm in another County 20 minutes this way I'm in, you know, another County. Yeah. So for us, we have to know our count or like the sales tax can vary per County and you have to know, you know what I mean? What your sales are per County. Can yard book, can
0: your book not save the tax rates in there yet per jurisdiction?
1: Um, no, I can save it per customer, but th- it's, so that's where I'm going to see if I at least save it per customer what that tax rate is because then they can go to those invoices, you know, and see what they are. So I don't know if it's going to be too much, too problematic. Like if I'm like, Hey, these are the customers we have in Champaign County. Mm-hmm. These are the customers we have in green County. Cause the majority of my business is in Clark County, but you know, if we have, you know, 10, 15 in one County, 10 in another, then at least like me, I don't know. I just, well, my well, worry is, is that kind of like, I don't want. I don't know if that's like more work than what like is in their scope. I, you know what I mean? Like, oh, no, it shouldn't. It shouldn't. Hey, we're not trying to learn this new software and how this is because I, I don't know how that how that rolls. You know, it with, shouldn't be. I sure mean, that's, that's part of if that's they're the
0: same thing. if they're quote unquote a bookkeeper. That should be part of their job is yep. they okay. need they need to be able to figure out how do they pull st- or like local because we have like so we have federal taxes state yep. taxes, and then okay. each time we go to a new town, it's called a, a new jurisdiction, we have a different tax code. And so mm-hmm. my accountant has to pull the state taxes for each of those codes. Um, and then we, we run it as one total payment to the state, but it is itemized out in a report. Um so your your bookkeeper should do that. But while we're here, tell me what what is like the start to finish process of how you bill a client. Mm-hmm. Who is sending the bill? How are they paying? How are you sending out? Hey, this is a reminder. This invoice needs to be paid. And then walk me through like what exactly your bookkeeper does as well.
1: Okay, so for when it comes to like our clients. Getting, you know, invoiced and everything. So, um, our weekly residential clients, our mowing clients that we hit every single week, mm-hmm. um, those are all charge card on file. That is something we started nice. at we end the year where it's 100% going to be charge card on file. Last year, we started off with just getting our customers um, saying, hey, we're just going to be accepting payments online.
0: Dang, so, that
1: way, that yeah. got used to, you know, like starting to use that card, starting to get used, you know, shift in that direction. And then... You know, basically, when we set out our spring letter, you know, just, like, if any changes, we send it out, you know, a month or two prior to the season. Yep. So, like, one of the letters that we sent out was, hey, you know, we, we tried this out with, um, you know, a handful of customers uh, with the charge card on file system. And from this point forward, that is going to be what we do. Any yep. questions, you know, the whole nine yards. So, all their regular maintenance clients are charge card on file. Um, when we do a landscape install, you know, one-off projects, whatever, um, there is an option to where if they would like to either, you know, cut us a check right then and there or they can yeah. pay right online. Okay. Um, I give that option because, you know, when it is honestly like, you know, you have to pay a percentage fee for it to be processed. So it's like, yeah. Hey, if, you know, we just did a $10,000 install okay, I, if you cut me a check, that's fine because I can just snap it right on my phone. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. And it's a one-time deal. So uh, when it comes to, uh, like, landscape jobs, whatever, um, we will accept checks or that, you know, they can pay online. We'll just send them an electronic invoice okay. online. Um, okay. and I'm the you, one that does all the bills. Are you doing, like, any
0: down payment or upfront stuff or anything on those? Or is it
1: usually just... Um, yeah, so it's a job, um, you know, Depend on how much we're pulling, like if we're, uh, if we're doing, a, ordering in a lot of material, like, you know, if we're our, at our expense of like money going out of us, um, is a high number. Basically, if it's a $5,000 job or more, I will ask for 50% down because at that point we're probably going to be running equipment. You know, we're getting a lot of plant material coming in. Um, so that's when I will then order in, you know, request a 50% deposit down. And a lot of times, um, like we've never had any of the backlash off that. Um, cause so I just tell them like, Hey, you know, for, for jobs over like this, we do require a 50% deposit down. Okay. Like, okay. and I say to get on our schedule. Okay. If you hold okay. your place on our schedule. So I don't say like, Oh, cause we don't need the money for like, we don't need the money for materials. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah. What about, what it's about just, a small, one-off jobs, or maybe it's not one-off, but it's, like, recurring landscape maintenance, like tree trimming, hedge trimming, uh, mm-hmm. bed maintenance, well, are those all card-on-file, or are you, are you billing out those as well? Um, and you're, still, and you're still sending still... all these, correct? Your bookkeeper is yeah, not Yeah,
1: yeah. Okay. Yep, because that was something our CPA, or you know, our accountant, bookkeeper, whatever, they um, we're asking if we wanted them to handle even billing and I, I don't know how it's, I don't know. I was just like, as of right now, I'm not sure how I want to go with that route just because we do do a bunch of like quick off the jobs you know, quick yeah. tasks, um, to where it is easier for me. Just like I can just hop on that customer profile char you know, either charge a card or send the invoice right there.
0: Yeah. I think it's, yeah, I think that's smart. I think it's an unneeded step at this point for your bookkeeper to be sending the invoices. Um, especially that gives, and like... send
1: a document over saying how many times we service the customer. Yeah. Could have already been charged your profile.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, like, it just adds another layer of communication when it doesn't need to be. Like, if you skip a property or you add a property, like, yes. all that can be communicated once after the fact. Okay, so I got a good feel for that. So, it seems like you've got... A pretty good setup, then, right? I mean, your your cash flow is probably pretty good. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Yeah, we're. Yep. Okay. Uh, cash flow is good. Now, give me the breakdown on what the bookkeeper does, and then kind of where the pain point is arising from the bookkeeper on Yard Books and QuickBooks.
1: Um. So, like, we are. How much are you paying your so bookkeeper? Easy. By the way. Um. For our its two fifty a month for what they're doing for us. Okay. So that'll give us our, you know, our monthly report. Um, that is, you know, itemizing all our, like all the transactions, they will delegate those to the proper areas, whatever. Um, they'll go through reports with us. Uh, uh trying to think of what else they got going on with that. Um, then like any though, um, or oh, what, what, what is it where they, Check like make sure like you weren't accidentally charged twice for something. They'll reconcile. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, so they going re- recon-
0: every- reconcile all your bank accounts. Mm-hmm. They launder all your money from your side mafia business, and then uh, <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So yeah, two fifty really- a month. So they're they're reco- reconciling all the bank accounts, which that's nice because then you're not doing a ton of heavy lifting for tax work. Um, mm-hmm. And then they are. They're doing all the state tax breakdowns for you, correct? Per yep. jurisdiction, yep. and is that where yep. the that's where the breakdown is coming in, or that that's where the the pain point is?
1: Um. Well, as a, at this current moment, yeah, because and like I said, we are super young into this. So, like within two months is how like they've been doing our stuff. So like basically all year, yeah. I've been doing it myself, yeah. Um. So, like. For the past month or so, it's been them, you know, going through all the transactions, making sure everything's lined up on my QuickBooks side. Yep. And then, you know, any, like, transactions um, that they just, like, had questions question about, whatever, they just email it over, and then they'd be like, hey, is this a personal? Or if it's business, you know, what what was this expense? You know what I mean? Because yeah, they'll just be yeah. some, like, you'll do something just be a weird name, you know what I mean, type of transaction. Yep. So.
0: Um, what about risk do you have any do you have any system put in place like the Zero app or any receipt logging application where they can log on and you've labeled it already? Or do you or no. do they go back I, in after the fact? Uh, can you explain a little more on that? Like what are you doing with your receipts? Like how how are you handling that? Are are, are the you? Receipts, are,
1: yeah. Um, basically what I do is I have a spot in my truck and my center console. I'm throwing my receipts in once a month. I'll then categorize them, you know, on, uh, uh, gas, like literally just whatever category they need to be in. Okay. Um, I'll just kind of throw it in together. That hasn't been something that we have, they have like asked for yet on in regards to like, Hey, we need to check your receipts. So what is, you know, being processed? So I don't like, and this is all new to us. So I, no, think I was gonna. There, there's, bro. There's.
0: I'm just taking notes. There's no mm-hmm. right or wrong answer. I'm just. Yeah. Trying to gather yep. info. Okay, so once a month, logs, receipts. Okay. One thing I do want you to look into, bro, is the app. Mm-hmm. Zero X E R O. X E R O. Yep. I can't okay. remember if it's a one-time flat. F- I don't know. My bookkeeper is pretty baller. So yeah. I'm pretty sure he just gave it to me for free because it helps his life out that much. But I, th- mm-hmm. I want to say it's just like a one-time fee. I don't know that it's a monthly fee. If it is, it's super nominal. But it, it will link up with your bank account. And so then your bookkeeper can easily do reconciliations and any receipt that you get, You'll snap a picture of it, log it, and you'll label it in categories that are already uh, itemized out by your bookkeeper. So whatever your bookkeeper starts mm. to itemize out, you'll see that on there. So it'll be like meals and entertainment, uh, yeah. inventory, um, whatever. Like whatever expense yeah, right. they itemize out, you'll be able to select that, categorize it, categorize the account, and then it'll log the picture. Um, Mm -hmm. and it, and it seems like painful, but it's super, super easy. Like literally you'll go snap the picture, click, 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 save. And then Mm -hmm. that'll save you a ton of, ton of time doing that once a month. And, and hopefully it'll save you a ton of, uh, explanation time with your bookkeeper on like, well, let Mm -hmm. me, let me look. I don't remember what that obscure charge for 1385 was. Right. So,
1: um, and I'd say another, like struggle I'd say on like even my tracking wise is like for me, because we don't have really that much like truck maintenance is so we're keeping track of miles. Yeah. Well nine. And this is where I need to, I'll need to ask them because like 95% of my miles, my truck are business. Like the only time that I'm in that truck, not doing business for the most part, is if I'm t- if it's me taking the kids to daycare or me picking them up? You know what I mean. Other than that, yeah, yeah, they're they're business miles. Um, so, but for ours, though, like you know, because on QuickBooks I have to log them. The next thing you know, it's like crap. I haven't logged in, you know, say a few weeks, whatever, yeah, yeah. and you know how many stop and goes you do, and yes. that's the bad part. Is like you sit at a light for five minutes, or you know whatever, and then go, and then your next whatever. Like, that counts as a trip. You have to, like, it's such yeah. a... I know. I was I know. like, I don't know if there's an easier way to do it, if I can, or I don't know. Because you have to itemize it, like, if you're, you know, basically I have three of them where it's, like, they're yeah. handful of them where it's going to the shop, you know, uh, where it's a material run, landscape job, or mowing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Just
0: But that... No, it is, it is important. It's a pain in the butt. Um... And I know, yeah, I mean, I just, like, used a ledger when I first started, but there's other things out there. Um, my problem is now, like, all of my trucks are 100% used for work, like, even the truck yeah. I drive. And then whenever I'm with the family, I'm, I'm driving the minivan, and, like, we only use that for right. personal. So that makes it pretty yep. simple for me. But I do know it's very important, and then they always – like, I've been told by – CPAs, if you ever get audited, they'll ask for, uh, a couple things. Like one is your corporate kit and it's supposed to, if you're an S corporation, like you're supposed to have your board minutes in there, all your documents. And then they'll also ask for mileage log and they'll like, they're, they're just going to try to, if you pass those two, then they usually leave you alone. Um, and then on the mileage log, they just want to know like each time who, what, when, where. So there is another, there's another app. I don't know the name of it because I was just talking to the guy about it Um, and I'm going to start using it, but I will get it to you. It is just something that you put on your visor on the roof of your truck. And it's, I, I picture it almost like a GPS unit. He hasn't showed me, but you just click whenever it's for business or you click when it's for personal. And when you click when it's for business, it will ask you who, what, when, where, and then mm-hmm. it'll, it'll begin to save that information. So it's like a GPS. It'll automatically track the miles for you. And then mm-hmm. you, I think you can preset who, what, when, where, by location. You know, so whenever you plug in site one, it already knows it's site one for inventory, and it's going to have the date already plugged in.
1: Huh? Yep. Yep. Gotcha. Yep. Yeah, because like I said, that's just because like I said for QuickBooks, you know, it'll it'll log your you know, while you're driving and all that. Like I said, it's just that man, you know, you you know, if we're doing twenty clients a day plus whatever, you know, then any longer pauses and it tracks that, I mean, you're categorizing forty different yeah yeah, you know, trips a day and it's like there's gotta be a bad yeah. (laughs) Why can't I just do it like almost (laughs) makes just doing that I mean goodness, it makes me just one of five like a Thousand dollar car just to drive personally. So that way, I can just have all my miles That's what be. I'm saying. Yeah, yeah.
0: Do. Yep. That's. I mean, that's what I do. I just. I. Anytime it's personal, I'm, I'm using our personal car. That way. Yeah. That, that yeah. Way I don't have to foul with it too much, but yeah, it is a problem. All right. Well, yeah. so that, I mean, that's good that you're getting these systems in place, bro. Um. Thanks for. Uh, yeah,
1: because that's where I'm wanting to do it. Like you know, some people say may say you know like. Oh, man, you should still be, like, don't do the, you know, the bookkeeper yet or whatever, you know. um, know, Because we're just, like, around that, like, 100K mark probably in revenue um, we'll be at by the end of the year or so. And I'm more or less just trying to get stuff in place now. So, say we double again next, you know, say we double down next
0: year. Yep, yep.
1: You know what I mean? Like, I'd rather have it in place now to where... It's not even like, I don't even have to worry about getting that started. Like it's yeah. already in place yep. or, you know, so it's just, I think it's, it's good. um, yeah, I think this has be our first full time year going I think into like ahead of the curve on this so, bro is good. Yeah.
0: I think, you, yeah, I think you've got it going. All right. What about, um, how's your equipment? Are there any repairs needed? Any purchases you're thinking about?
1: Uh, n- equipment is all pretty good. No repairs. I, I'm pretty good at staying on top of maintenance, um, and, you know, for the most part, our equipment is just our, our mowers, um, you know, just common blowers and stuff, but yeah, uh, no, I'm pretty good on keeping up on maintenance, so no, no equipment Kay. issues, no repairs. Um, what about, um, next question would be, what's your...
0: What plans of action do you have for attracting more clients? I know we're winding down here. What are you thinking about even for next year?
1: Um, so even just for the short term here, um, you know, we're dumping out those, those cleanup signs, mm-hmm. um, yep. you know, whenever we finish cleanup, we have our, we got New yard signs in for cleanup. Um, just that way we can, you know, even if they're outside of our, or not outside of our work, but um, you know, they're not a regular customer, but they're seeing, you know, whatever, like, just to uh, yep. to continue to try and make as much money as we can before winter, because yep. it's the first winter, so this is an unknown.
0: Yeah, um, good good branding play either way. Are you yep, le- are yep. you putting those out in random spots in neighborhoods or just while you're doing a leaf cleanup?
1: Um, so we'll drop them on our jobs. I'm dropping them on our jobs that we we're actually completing, um, and then also good. like we have There's like a couple areas here in our like in our area. There's some spots where like folks drop yard signs you know i mean there could be like a realtor you know drop the yard sign there and stuff so um we've also dropped a couple out in those areas too just to you know hopefully be able to drum up some some just random calls off those
0: that's good that's good i got a sneeze coming on um let's see here yeah that's good um let's see how's your how's your production
1: um, I would say because we're getting to the tail end, um, I'd say things are slowing down. Um, like thick is now more or less like the grass isn't growing. Yeah. Um, we've had a few, we've had a handful of frosts where I don't even know if you'd really want to do an install at this point in time. Yeah. Um, so I'd say things are starting to slow down. Like I said, just uh, leaf cleanups here coming through. We've had some. I'd say for the most part, we're probably seventy-five percent of leaves are down. Still have some trees that are still hanging on. Yeah. Um, usually, Bradford pears are like one of the last ones to drop. And I don't know if it's because we've had some heavy frost where they've dropped pretty early. Um, but I'd say just you know continuing to continue to look into getting those leaf cleanups as okay. much as we can.
0: Okay. Um, and I'm gonna throw this one in there. Just because you're mm-hmm. you're in your first year, going into your second year, so um, the production is, is slowing down a little bit. We've already talked about a little bit about cash flow. You said cash mm-hmm. flow has been pretty solid, and you've got really good systems in place for yeah. your card on file. I want to know for you. I know that it's like I know what it's like going through your first year. I know it's ex- simultaneously exciting and scary. At the exact yep. same time. Like, what, is there anything, like, just friend to friend that's keeping you up at night? Or, like, what are you, like, what are you worried about right now? As a small business owner, you're at the end of your first year, and now you're going to go into your second year. Like, there's so many things that you're tackling and thinking about, but what's mm-hmm. what's something that might be keeping you up at night?
1: Um part of it is just going into our first winter. Um, you know, not knowing what to expect on, you know, workload-wise what's going to happen because you really are at the mercy of Mother Nature. Um, that's something that's always crossed my mind, just making sure, like, because with this fall, you know, you're just trying to, literally trying to get up, grab that last cash, you know, before wintertime hits. Yeah. Um, so that's, that's nerve wracking. Yeah. Um, yeah. but I, but we still have, you know, we have a good nest egg behind us. Um, and you know, and I'm not the guy. And we also, one of the guys I'm good friends with, so because I did use a drive for Gordon's, um, you know, I have my CDL. Well, he owns his own, he has like 13 trucks that run for him and they're all like day runs.
0: Yeah.
1: He's like, dude, do you ever get slow on work? You ever want, you know, He's like, I could always use this like a part-time guy that can just run some stuff whenever he wants. So that's good. Um, that's good. you know, not that I'm like banking on that, you know, cause I, cause it's, I feel like when I was working full time, you know, it was always like, I didn't really have to push too much cause I wasn't really in a forced position to have to push, you know what I mean? Cause yeah. I was I had Gordon money to bank on. So, yeah, they're trying to keep that as literally like a last resort, but not having that be like a comfort thing, where it's like, oh, I I don't have to get out there and do nothing, or I don't have yeah. to go out there and look for work. Like, yeah. I can just you know do a couple truck runs. So yeah, um, but that is also nice. So, like, I'm not just so because on your, you know, on your
0: winter savings, have you saved up enough from this year's profits to where you feel like you guys could make it off of that, or will you? Oh yeah. Okay.
1: Yep. Okay. Yep. Yep. And um, you know, Jordan works full time too. Um, you know, so a lot of the, like a lot of what we have to pay through, pay for whatever um, we've delegated like through her paycheck, I guess you would say, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. So, um, but yeah, so like what I essentially have to cover, whether it's, you know, in the business or, um, you know, our personal stuff, um, we have stockpiled enough back to where um, oh. we, we'll be, we should be fine.
0: Yep. And will you be able to reinvest as much as you would like? into next year's growth if you don't work somewhere else? Say it again. If you, if you don't, if you just use whatever you've saved up, um, and you guys scrape by without you doing the other truck driving job and all that, will you still Mm. have enough, uh, capital for next year to invest with?
1: Um, I, I think so. Um, you know, we're, Equipment-wise, I'm pretty set, so I don't I, I don't think like we're gonna. I don't see myself really being in a position to make like a massive investment. Yeah. Um, you know, on anything like early spring, like we're not going to be dropping like thirty grand down on something. You know, Okay, yeah. sorry, our truck's newer, so like we're safe there. Um, equip- mowers are pretty new, so I I don't I don't see us having to drop a bunch of money there. You know, now unless we you know. Okay, so last year. Or this spring, you know, we've done uh, postcards and yep. door hangers. Well, because of the COVID thing, I didn't do my door hangers. I, I just thought it'd be a bad look walking up. So I have like three thousand door hangers down in our basement, ready to be handed out next spring. Nice. Um, so you know, for for essentially like how cheap you know, park flyers are. They got or, you your know, face you know, on it
0: or Jordan's face on it? Do you hear me? That's stand now. Uh, yeah, there you are. I said, did did they ha- do your uh, brochures have your face on it or Jordan's face on it?
1: We wanted to win. If we really wanted to get customers, I probably should have put mine on there. No. No, <laughs> oh, just kidding. <laughs> Wrong answer. No, no, they just have you know uh, a property, but that we maintain. Um, you know our logo and stuff. So and then our list of services. So um, and we didn't date them. The only thing we did on the date. Date-wise is put, like, a, a May something cut off if you want to earn 10% off of, you know, your mulch installation or something. Yeah, but that could, that
0: could be May 2023. 20, who knows? We All
1: right, so it has has
0: 3,000 yeah. brochures left over. Um, one thing we'll do is as we approach marketing season, we'll, we'll dive in a little more in detail on brochures and my... Mm-hmm. We do a ton of that, and so I would love to yeah. chat with you about what works, what doesn't work. I do think, right offhand, you should put a picture of you and your family on there. Um, mm-hmm. I think, especially being in your second year of business next year, that's gonna be that's gonna be cool to see. Um, yeah. All right. How many how many clients are you looking at trying to attract next year?
1: Yeah. you know. I- that is a tough question because staying in the size I am, I don't know if I want to pick up like, say like mowing clients. I'm not really looking to pick up more mowing clients because I really want to shift into being more like either property management, you know, where we're doing like all the services yeah. or land, like, you know, big really like want to push towards the landscaping but if we're going to be doing you know mowing or something wanna I want to also have my hand in everything of theirs yeah um, so it's not really like I'm looking to push uh, I you know we're doing 37 38 weekly accounts in two and a half days and one of those is a 20 home HOA hopefully yeah. you know we get yeah. to pick those up but I still feel like we'll still even acquire you know more so maybe like a dissolve the bottom expand the top deal next spring. Yep. Um So you're you're, like looking, said, you're really looking, looking to go yeah, you're
0: looking to go deep with one-stop shop clients or larger mm-hmm. commercial contracts and not necessarily wide. So you don't yeah. you don't want a ton of recurring weekly mowing residential clients. Yeah. Do you, no, feel, no, like do you, know. you feel like you're do you feel like your marketing, branding, your 3,000 brochures? If you put out 3,000 mm-hmm. brochures on residential houses, you're gonna get thirty seven new mowing clients. Guaranteed. So do you feel you know, like, our, do you feel like your branding reflects what you're going for as far as like a one
1: stop shop? So, like on our like say for our uh, you know on our say like our Facebook page. Yeah. I've seen where I find myself posting more in regards to land paperwork that we do versus posting that we're like striping it on. Yeah. You know what I mean? I show more, like, um, I don't know, even, I feel like in my videos, you know, like on YouTube, like, yeah. I do post up some mowing stuff, you know, but it may be more or less, like, in regards to the equipment we're using, not more like showcasing the, the yard we're mowing. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, like, even on the videos that you see where I'm in a landscape job, like, I'm going more in depth even on that, just in regards to, like, involved in landscaping you know whether it's yeah. type of plants we're using and all that so um so yeah i do think um i do push more towards um landscaping projects you know whatever whatever realm you want to go where it's pruning um installation um
0: okay that's good no that, that answered my question what about yeah. uh, remember what we were talking about when we were riding together um at the event partnering with subcontractors have you have you thought about any more of that maybe an irrigation guy or a guy that does mainly what we do turf management and you be the everything for that guy that way you could you could do both you could tap into large Mm -hmm. groups of clients at scale but you fill Mm -hmm. you fill the gap for them and being everything except for lawn apps
1: yeah uh um I guess with everything kind of going on in the season we're in, I haven't thought too much in regards to like, who can I line up for like, to be my like fertilization guy or anything. Um, I definitely think that going into like, say like, especially like in the off season, before we get into that spring rush, um, trying to find someone up that does mainly just or that just does fertilization apps. Yeah. Um, and you know, I even talked with the though. Um, you know, the day after the event in regards to like ways for me to like, you know, if I want to be at property management, like even if it's, you know, say 30, you know, say we do 30 clients that we do the fertilization for. Yeah. Versus subbing out 30 clients worth, you know what I mean? I can delegate like being like, you know, once we get on a schedule, like, Hey, these two days are going to be for fertilization apps, whatever. So, that'd be awesome. So, you know, just, I guess we're still trying to, in a sense, it sounds like, you know, we're still trying to, I'm still trying to figure out the niche, you know, that we want to really get into. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, cause if I did pick up more clients, um, I would want it to be to a point to where like I would, I had guys doing the mowing.
0: Yeah. You know, we had
1: another truck on the road that was doing the mowing cause, um, that's the direction I would like to go is for me not to be sitting on a mower. So, um, that would be a goal of ours. I'd say long-term is to get, you know, bring on two guys. Or, you know, even if it's, you know, two guys just part-time, I think that's something we may have discussed where it's like they work like three days a week, four days a week, you know, say three days a week just to do the mowing.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, so, but, yeah, that I would say that's, that is a goal is to hopefully get another truck on the road to be able to do that.
0: Yeah. Okay. Have you thought about what number you would need to hit uh, landscape install-wise to be able to do that? Like, do you need to go from 100 to 200, 100 to
1: 250? What do you need um, I'm not sure yet. Um, because this is our first year, we don't necessarily have, like, a baseline. So I'm really looking forward to, like, seeing how everything lines up, like, at our like end of year numbers, and like when we go over with our accountant, like how things you know went from April to December, yeah, um, to see then like okay, like where we need to focus on, like or what direction we need to go. Um, so as right now, I'm not sure what that number would be. Um. So yeah, yeah, I guess to answer your question. I'm not sure what that number okay. um, number would be.
0: Cool. I mean, that might be something that we kind of tackled again. Mm-hmm. Let me keep, cause
1: going. I just know like right now we're doing two and a half days of mowing, two and a half of landscaping. And if I was to pick up more mowing, that'd take away from days of landscaping. So, you know, even if I guess picking up a guy to ride, I mean, cause we had a guy with us, um, from, I would say the summer months, late spring, early summer, until we went back to school. um, And that was super nice. You know, that was super nice having. So, um, even, like, I would say next year, we'll definitely have a full-time guy, at least with me. You know what I mean? And then, you know, seeing how progression goes or how the season goes, if it's like, hey, you know, like, we're now looking at, like, a solid four-day mowing schedule. You know what I mean? Or whatever, to where, like, if I could delegate that out and then, you know, me be more or less, like, even if, you know, instead of selling work on a Saturday, you know, doing bids eight to 12 or eight to two, then like, that'd be like my Monday, you know what I mean? So I'm yep. not pulling a Saturday and then, so, but yeah, so we'll just have to see, like I said, we had a, I'm 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 really looking forward to next spring. Um, after we've had a full year yep. of being out and about and everything yep. seeing how, how much we, we get in next spring. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, that'll be good. That'll be good. That would be one thing that I want to highlight maybe in our next call is let's nail down some some goal numbers for next Mm -hmm. spring and what that would look like for you to bring on one guy full-time or two guys part-time and maybe actually crunch some real numbers on, well, what if we add, you know, this many mowing clients to make sense of hiring these guys, which then gives you the margin to go and sell this X amount of landscape jobs. Um, right. I think that would be, I mean, do you, do you feel like that would be helpful at all or no?
1: I definitely do. Um, I definitely, doesn't. but like I said, I think once we kind of see what our, I don't know. Cause I don't know if, cause like I said, this is all new. So I don't know if it's like, how do you determine, you know, like what number you need to hit so it's like okay now we are at a level of being able to, you know, bring on a second guy. You know what I mean have it be me, a guy and then i'll bring on that second guy.
0: Yeah. So you'll have to um on. so I always believe in the balance of like customer service and sales. Like right now, but your customer service is just amazing. But you need yeah. you need to get to the point <laughs> where you have so much top line, so many new sales that your customer service starts to dip, and it's like a teeter-totter. So customer Mm -hmm. service is going to dip, sales are going to spike up, and then you hire. And then guess what? It starts Mm -hmm. to recalibrate the other way. Customer service goes up, sales go down, and you're just always truing the balance back and forth. Um, But to answer your question more specifically, we'll do it off of margin. So I'll say, Dylan, what margin do you want? And you say, well, let's do... Let's shoot for 35% margin. Okay, well, we need to know our goal is two things, 35% margin and to hire a full-time guy. How many mowing clients do we need to get and how many landscape jobs do I need to sell to be able to maintain a 35% margin while also paying a new guy? And so we'll hmm. back into those numbers based off of solely margin. Okay. And then that way you, you, you know, hey, I'm maintaining solid profit margin and I'm hitting my goal of, you know, scaling up my business.
1: Right.
0: Keep Jordan happy. You won't, you won't be gone every single Saturday for 12 months straight. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So I can skip the question. How's your team and go straight to how's your, how's your home life right now? Um,
1: good. Um, you know, just staying at it. We, uh, the holidays coming around, that's obviously a little bit of a stressful time, especially with everything going on. Um, and then Jordan's dad dealing with the cancer deal, so... I, um, I didn't know
0: that.
1: Yeah, yeah, he has stage four bone cancer, so he just got out of surgery yesterday. Um, basically, his femur was on the borderline of shattering because of the cancer, so he had to get, like, rods and... Hmm. Rod and- Screws and whatnot put in, so he's doing good. Um, he's recovering from that fine. He got home today, so uh, but yeah, it's just uh, everything in the homestead is pretty good. Um, like I said, we're just kind of kids are good. Have you been budgeting yep. for
0: Christmas toys?
1: So, luckily, Jordan, um, he's on top that pretty good, so like she started buying stuff like a while ago, I think.
0: <laughs> so,
1: um, yeah, so that way then sit in too hard on us. I love my,
0: my sure. wife does that too. She's like, babe, I'm going to start now. That way you, I get to shop for six months and you don't feel it all in one month. And I'm like, <laughs>
1: ah,
0: I don't know if that makes sense. Man.
1: Yeah. Oh, that's right. Cool. Right. Yeah. That's but cool, uh um, man. This has been yeah, some good so-
0: stuff, bro. You, I will, I will tell you, Hey, like, I want you to leave this conversation knowing from me to you. The fact that your first full-time year in biz, you went to 100k in top-line revenue, is impressive. Like that's really, really good. That's really good. So you've got
1: that, a got a good a head
0: start point. going into the next year, and you did it during a pandemic.
1: Yeah, because like when we sat down with our accountant the first time, you know, like in midsummer, um, this was our so we used them for our taxes last year. Yeah. And then, we were like, okay, we're going to start going with these guys. Because they know, like, for one, it's a, they're a great group of people to be networked with. Because yeah. they do a lot of business with a lot of small business owners and stuff here in town. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So, um, but, like, one thing that, you know, when Jordan and I first sat down with them, though, when we were talking about, like, kind of seeing, like, how we're sitting, you know, mid-year, whatever. We was like, we don't know what's good, what's bad. This is all new to us. You know what yep. I mean? Like, we don't know what we should be making. And it was nice to go to him though, because he was like, look, you know, you're, you're growing a business. He said, it's a world of unknown. But he said, as long as a, you know, your family, like you guys are doing fine. You're not like, you know, struggling week to week, day to day, month to month on money. He said, you're not doing that. Your kids are fine. You know, you're, you're making more money. You've grown your business. You know, at that point, that was when we had, I think, at that mark, we doubled what we did last year. She was like, your business is growing. He said, you know, like, just, just, keep, just keep trying to make as much money as you can. You know what yeah. I mean? And he said, everything. He said, don't stress about, like, the tax time when it comes to that. He said, don't stress about that. Like, there's more, you know, that's the last thing you need to worry about. He said, "So just, just keep, just keep chomping at it." And he said, "You'll be fine." Yeah. So, yep. And he was like, "I was like, why well, don't you know like know what like what's a good you know everyone talks about profit margin what's a good profit because like we never had to worry about like honestly like I never had to worry about that because we always I was we always lived off Gordon's money you know what I mean then yeah. I spent like I literally rode the broke line on my business because we just dumped everything back into it. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean?
0: Yep.
1: And he was like, he's like, you know. The same thing was, like, because I am growing, he said, you know, staying ahead is, he said, don't get me wrong, like, that's what you want to do, he said, but, you know, you're heavily reinvesting, so, you know, for some years, like, your margins may kind of look like crap, you know, I mean, if you, like, your your net may look like junk, because you are dumping as much as in as you can, and you're growing. Yep. So, he said, just, he said, just as long as, you know, you're... Your family's staying afloat. Everything's going good at home. He said, "Just, just let the you know everything will work out. Just keep, just keep trying to you know do what you, do everything you can to continue to grow it." So,
0: yeah, and you're you're a hard worker, so you're going to make it work. You've got good top line revenue. Um, maybe in our next chat or the ch- chat after that, we will, mm-hmm. if you can, pull whatever your uh, margins are, and then mm-hmm. we can set some margin goals for next year and the following year. That sound good? Okay. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Cool bro. Well that that's it, man. That's it. Let's do some quick housekeeping here. You are fine with bi weekly chats and we're doing let's see, what did we decide? 'Cause we were supposed we were gonna do yours last week, right? Uh, was it last week we had the podcast? Yeah, I'm trying to figure out what days we said.
1: Because okay. I know I said Wednesday would be good for me because I went, because like I said my truck was going to be in today. So I was like, oh, I'll just be kind of doing some stuff around the house and I'll be kind of open. for okay. um, like <laughs> this time of year, like I'm pretty much open for the most part. Now, like, like I said, I'm the one that takes the kids in the morning, you know? So... Yep, um, yep. All right, morning looking things, here... Sometimes mornings can be tough just because... We can leave out and out forty-five minutes later than we normally do because yeah. some people didn't want to cooperate. Oh yeah, oh yeah, <laughs>
0: you know how it is. Are you are you Eastern time zone? Eastern, yep. Okay, yeah. I mean, we can do. I can do early morning uh, phone calls, or we can do we can do later afternoon. That's up to you. Um, but it looks like I've got got a couple couple guys that will be doing, like, the first, uh, let's see here, second and fourth of the month. So it would be nice if we could keep, like, the first and the third Tuesday or Thursday of the month. Really, it would be nice to do it on a Tuesday. I mean, Tuesday
1: could,
0: we can. What what would work best for you on Tuesday? Wanna do like a, a really early morning before you get out the door and things get crazy or do you want to do a late in the day talk?
1: If I could do later in the day that'd probably be best. Okay. Like I said just mornings can I hate to bank on mornings and, you know
0: Yeah.
1: It kinda just not be the I guess very Good. yeah and it's i mean I we're
0: going to be we're going to it's going to be fine to squeeze it in especially during the winter but we'll have to be flexible with each other during the spring and just mm-hmm. know we got yeah. to, we'll shoot for a certain time and and date and then mm-hmm. if we miss it we'll we'll just keep pushing it back until it works uh, yeah and then during springtime i'm working later and later hours too so it'll be easier to get a hold yeah. of me like, right yep. now, I'm pretty I'm pretty strict right now. Like, after 5, I'm with my family. This is kind of my slow time. Right. So, uh,
1: yeah. Well, I mean, cause even if it's, like, like you said, like, if we're, you know, don't plan on doing it early morning, even if it's like, hey, man, like,
0: when it comes to that day, like, how's the 3 o'clock sound? Yeah. Let's yeah. hang it out real quick. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm, I'm fine with that. Let's do, um, let's do that. Let's do the, what did I say? The... Um, first and third. Uh, second. Uh, let's see here. So no, yeah, it'll be the first and third, right? Yeah. So let's do the first and third Tuesday of every month, and then let's shoot for three o'clock. And then if you know you're going to be busy or vice versa, we'll just we'll just start texting each other that day.
1: Okay. Cool. Yep, that'll work, man. First and third Tuesday of every month.
0: First and third Tuesday, my friend. And I will, I'm going to, uh, tomorrow at some point, I'll upload all these notes to your word doc so you can get on there and, um, take a look at them. Cool, bro. So is
1: this going to be like, is that like, are you going to drop that as a podcast?
0: Yeah. I'm going to start to, I'm doing this with three other guys, so I'm going to back, I'm going to backlog all of these. Um, and I probably won't start dropping them until like right before Christmas. Okay, cool. Yep. Yep. But I, I really do. I think it'll. Uh, I think it'll help some people, especially. Mm-hmm. So I've got two people going into their second year of business, two people going in, or one person going to their fifth, and then one on their tenth. And so I think okay, it'll, I cool. think it'll be good to have people resonate with your story, and hopefully it'll yeah. be pretty valuable.
1: Yep, absolutely.
0: Cool, man. Cool. Well, I'll, I'll let you keep at it, bro. Oh, okay. All right, Brent. I, I, thank, thank you very much. Thanks for thanks for chatting with me, boss. We'll see you. Have a absolutely good one. Absolutely,
1: yeah, you too.
0: Hey guys, that is a wrap on yet another episode of the Lawn Care Leaders Podcast. Thanks again for letting us hang out with you and we appreciate you hanging out with us. Please subscribe, leave us a rating and review. And if you found this at all helpful, please help us by sharing the podcast And uh, we wish that you would continue this conversation. If you want to chat it up about some topic that happened or maybe you have further questions, you can find us over on Instagram, Facebook. Um, We're going to be posting YouTube and uh, LinkedIn content as well. So you can find us on almost any platform. And if you'd like to further uh, grow your business or find out more information about Intentional Growth Advisors or one of our other show sponsors, feel free to click the link in the show notes and you can see those there. Again, guys, thank you so much for joining us and we will be back with you again shortly.